Welcome back to Third Base Dugout. And guess what, folks? The three amigos are back together. Oh, you love Shelly it. Shelly has returned. Back from my hiatus. Shelly has returned from his throne of Division One baseball. He became too good for us measly folks on Third Base Dugout. Nah, nah, nah. But he has returned because he knew where he hit where his his home was. Yeah. I'm actually uh, I'm still in the college baseball mindset right now. So am I. it's the most exciting time in college. I'd argue in college sports, it is arguably the hardest tournament to win, and arguably the most exciting outside of March Madness. I'll give March Madness that it is very exciting to watch, but. Yeah. This year's college baseball uh, NCAA tournament has been quite nuts. Shelly, I need I need your one best moment of your college baseball season as Oof. a Division One baseball player. Like it could be winning the conference championship, it could be hitting a nuke against Georgia. I mean, you name it. Hmm. hmm. All right, I'm gonna go team, down Chapel Hill. Team one, and then personal one. Team one, it's easy. Dog piling after winning winning the A ten tournament. That was you can't awesome. beat that feeling. Yep. yep. Like that's that's actually probably number one. But personal number one, it's the home run against Georgia was cool, but definitely walking off UVA because I may or may not have used to root for that team at one point. Oh, I completely forgot about that moment. That was pretty cool. That was wild. That was wild. Yeah. I I think Mike. I think I yeah. I texted you directly after that. Yeah. Um, Dude, we because we went to that game. I think. Yeah, y'all left. Oh, that's right. Like we you came inning. on the podcast. We already talked about this. Yeah, yeah we, we did. Came, but I mean, we left early because it was cold, and they like just came back, and you're like, yeah. you guys were like, yeah, they're gonna beat them, and then we won. We got home. It was tied. Shelly comes up, hits the bomb, and our dogs were very. The follow up to them. that though is I faced the kid like two weeks later, and he struck me out with a 97 mile an hour heater. But he doesn't matter. You got um, one. I, you know, I had, I have a lot of respect for that guy. Jay Wolfhook plays football and baseball. He's just stud at both. Tip the cap. If I ever get the chance to see him, nothing but respect. Hopefully he feels the same about me, even though he probably doesn't even know my name. I'm trying to remember which Homer, Homer it was, but you definitely had like a pimp job on one. Oh, it was, uh, the only two that I really pimped were the Georgia one. That one, all right, not all right. I'm trying to be humble here, but you picked that the UVA was, one. That ball was shit on. <laughs> you picked the UVA that, one too. Yeah, the UVA one too. Um, yeah. The other two were just classy. You hit it. You know, hit and run. No, you know. I'm pretty sure it was the Georgia one. Now, like you, you pimped it a little bit out of the box, a little bat flip. And then as you were coming around second, because I had to point it out to Brian, I was like, did you see his reaction or coming around second because you were shaking your head? I don't know what that one was about, but to me it read, oh, they can't they can't touch me today. Or <laughs> why, well, no, why? So, like no no shot. No, the funny part about that was uh, our third base coach is our hitting coach, and he came up to me and was like, all right, be on time for the fastball. If he throws you a slider, just drop the barrel head, and it's probably going to leave the yard. I was like, all right. And that was what exactly what happened, like down to a T, through a slider, just swung, just dropped the the the, the barrel on it, and it went. And I, I was laughing. I was like, you called it. That's insane. That's, 
That was insane. <laughs> I, All right, I, well, um, <clears throat> Shelly, love you, but uh, we we uh, we should get off our knees for you here for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Because um, the craziest part is we had like a great episode before this episode started. Like, oh, man. we had a whole episode planned out. We just spent the first five minutes just well. You fill in the blank there. Well, you know, filler. You know, we gotta have we gotta have banter. You know, of course, of course. We'll get to college baseball a little later, though, and we'll have more questions for you. Later. I just wanted to preview it because yeah, of I, mean, I don't. I I think a lot of people have no idea what's going on here. No, zero myself. idea. Zero idea. But, expert. Before we get started, make sure you go follow us on Twitter, Third Base Dugout. It's a good follow. It is. You get baseball news. That's what you're here for, to hear about baseball. So why not follow the Twitter account, too? Probably would be go hand-in-hand there. We need to start a Twitter beef with somebody, though. I feel like that would get the brand. I feel like Steven Shock is a very easy person to, like, start that with. He does take the bait. Or should we just start a fake one with Cespedes barbecue? Like, I feel like I should text Jordan and be like, "Hey, let's start fake Twitter beef just to get both get our uh, our our numbers up." Well, now, I'm, now I'm down we for that. Can't do it now though, because now we said we were going to start a fake one with him. Like, yeah, but they're going to forget by the time the beef starts. All right, let me, let me inst- let me let me let me instigate a little bit. They stink. Their their <laughs> Twitter is terrible. Hold on, let me let me record it and send it to Jordan. How do you even get the name Cespedes Barbecue? Honestly, so there's a picture of you. I feel like that's Cespedes a copyright infringement of some pig in his backyard. Those and guys apparently his family did has like had like a barbecue, like a pig roast each year. And so I guess like when they created their like Twitter account and their podcast, they used the, like they that, that was when the picture like became famous, or whatever. And I guess they just used it for the name. And so it's now it's Cespedes Family Barbecue. That's a great week. Week. No, <laughs> I will say, I will say, it's a more catchy name than third base dugout. Not yes, but it's more, also to, it's very. Down. I, I feel like our our name is better than their name because people know what our name is. Very people true. don't know the story behind Cespedes Family Barbecue. Our name's pretty straight up, like yeah. you know, you go, just, you we're just the third base dugout. Yeah, simply, simply the third base dugout. Stand in the batter's box, look across the way, you see our dugout. It's true. You sit you sit in the stands, you look to the left, there it is. It's on the third base side. But then I realized that most of the time that's the visiting dugout. I realized that too about about 25 seconds after we created the name. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but also but when we go All right, we're coming to take over your home. That's what we're gonna go. All right, with, that's you. it. We're changing our name. First base dugout. <laughs> well, also when you make the initials TBD sounds a lot better than FBD. That's true. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Exactly. That's true. Oh yeah, yeah. That can be taken a couple different ways there. It's all, it um, sounds it's it sounds more appealing than for, we're the first base dugout. Third base dugout works for us because it's like you know we we show up and we just take over the game. You know, show them take over your home, leave and and come back and do it again next time with a third base dugout. Plus, teams home teams that use the third base dugout are significantly cooler than teams that don't. I'm just going with that. Yeah, absolutely. Because you get to chirp at people as they round third. Exactly. Yeah. Which usually they're absolutely. scoring on you, but kind of sucks. Or, or they think they are. They're just rounding it, and it's a fly ball out. So, you also get to chirp third base coach. That's always fun. That is true. Too. Okay. So, wait, time out. Who's the cooler coach? Generally, who's the cooler coach? The first base coach or the third base coach? Mm, first base coach is the lazier coach. Really? That's like well, that? that's like more so like the he's like the like the uh, grad assistant 
who like is just there to earn a degree and he's just like i'm gonna coach baseball on the side so i'm gonna do the first base coach which literally your entire job is back or go 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 <laughs> like there's not a whole lot to be in a first yeah. base, coach. Third base coach. there's a lot of mind games being played right. I definitely think the third base coach is cooler because, like, you get to see him waving guys home. Like, oh, nobody's like, they got to come down the line with you, too. Yeah. Off the bat, you know, it's a double, right? So, if I'm running the first, I'm not really paying attention to first base coach, right? I'll like, say this, though. Most of the time, he's there just to take TV my equipment. Before, first base coach. Well, first base coach on, gets on TV. Well, it, it depends well, on how good your team is. Also, sometimes, a lot of times, third base coach is the manager, though. Well, he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of, TV yeah, in lower levels, I can see that. Yeah, but, but we're talking we're talking strictly professional here. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Are we talking strictly MLB? Strictly MLB. Okay. I don't think any. I don't think any ma- major league manager. Terry uh, Pendleton was a first base coach, so I'll give you that. Yeah. Ron Washington's also a first base coach. I'm pretty sure, right? Is it? Might be. If Ron Washington's but, a first base coach, first base coach absolutely hands down. Is actually, you know, I'm going to change my take. Based on which spot Ron Washington is at, if he's Ron a Santiago first base is coach, also a first base coach. No, so I'm actually not as biased as I probably thought I was going to be, especially when we start going off names, because the uh, Cardinals base coaches probably have the best names in all of baseball for coaches. We have Stubby Clap at first base and Pop Warner at third. Wow, we win. We that win. is sick. <laughs> we win. Stubby Clap and Pop Warner. No first and third. way. Yes. Just yes. another another good name for uh, first base coaches here. Uh, was it Rusty 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 Coons? Coons? Yeah, okay, that's a good one. First base coach yep. for the Royals. Yep, yep. Seems like the first good. base coaches are. Yeah, you know what? I'd, look, I'd go Stubby Clap before before um, for Pop actually, Warner. Actually, this was a, this was a trick question. It's actually the bullpen coach. <laughs> so Stubby first base coaches win because Stubby Clap tackled. The koala bay. Okay. So deal. I'll uh, take that. We win. We win. Also, First base coach. Hold on. Don't sleep on the bench coach. Yeah. They sleep on the bench sleep coach on the is bench. there just to have a good time because he doesn't actually have a job. No, that's the bullpen coach. Because the bullpen if, coach uh, at least has to lost. like tell people, hey, get hot. Or like you gotta actually tell people what to do. What the hell does a bench coach do in a major league? No, if the if the if the manager gets bagged, the bench coach becomes a manager. They actually have the job in the world. Well, no, that, but the bullpen coach literally just sits out there, answers a the phone, and just sits there and drinks coffee all, all day. That's fair. It seeds. That's low, that is low-key. Do you know what that's in sports? The one job that I said that I would have loved to have if I wasn't, like, coaching or playing in, in Major League Baseball is the bullpen catcher. Oh, yeah. That's like you get true. You get to travel. Like, you're pretty much a part of the team. You travel. You, you get a ring if they win. And literally all you do is sit in the bullpen and – Catch guys and they're like, yes, they're catch 100 going. straight off your face mask. Yeah, but hey, you're that's one time, right? <laughs> and most time, guys aren't even throwing like full out out there, they're just like, all right, I'm doing enough to get loose, cool. And then you keep going, True. yep. True. And also, you have one of the most secure jobs ever. Uh, if you're oh, good absolutely, at it. absolutely, yep. All right, well, the only one that's more secure is major league umpire, which. That's a story for another Angel, Angel Hernandez. Oh, God. They're like Supreme um, Court justices. Like, they never go away. <laughs> just a day. They got to tell you what. They have a great union guy. That's for sure. <laughs> we are about seven minutes into Shelly returning to the podcast. And we have already gone down a 
horrendous yes. rabbit hole. Yes. Hey, but the entire time though, we've had fun. We have had <laughs> fun, and that—that's the name of the game. <laughs> All right. If if you lose, if if you throw three position players in the same game like the Tigers did yesterday. It's all about having fun. Yeah. All right, Brian. We're not we're not about winning games anymore. We're just having fun. All right, Brian. Let's get back on Jackie. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Went from a rabbit hole to a pity hole there. Yeah, oh, is... trust me. I'm I'm so fed up with baseball right now. I, I just don't even want to watch it anymore. I, I I stopped watching the Tigers about four weeks ago. Um, no, so okay, was that, was that before or after Spencer Torkelson has has played the worst baseball of all time? He's been consistently a a, a buck ninety hitter. Like he hasn't Almost. He played the worst. He played the worst baseball of all time for the first like four weeks of the season. And that kind of leveled him out to a 190 hitter. And now he's just kind of stayed there. So like he's not he's playing consistent baseball, which is which is usually good. It's just not the right guy. It's not consistently good. No. <laughs> but somebody that has been consistently good, speaking of first baseman, that are not hitting the buck 90, Paul Goldschmidt. Dude has been on fire. Like MVP favorite. He's I think it was 40, 40, 44, if I'm not mistaken, straight games of being on base, mixed in that with like a 26 or 28 game hitting streak. And then he picked right back up. Like after he didn't get on base and didn't get a hit that broke the streak, he picked right back up after that. And he hit three homers and a doubleheader the other day against the uh, against the Pirates. Like, dude is on another planet. Like, he's batting, like, 347, 16 or 17 homers, 50 RBIs. Um, so, yeah. The poor just Pirates wonder. swept the Dodgers, and then all of a sudden yeah. they keep facing all these good teams and just get shit on for the rest of yeah. the week. That was my one shameless Cardinal plug. So, just had to find a way to get there. I don't even want to plug the Tigers. Don't, please, God. <laughs> if you are listening to this, don't watch the Tigers. Just, like, please put their viewership at an all-time low so that Chris Illich doesn't make money and just, like, sells the team. Please. I've been uh, – Oh, you mean sort of like the uh, Orioles moving to Nashville? <laughs> just move the team? Thankfully, at least their owner's like, no, we want to spend Baltimore. <laughs> like, at least he kind of backtracked on that statement. That would have been bad. If that's a – like – that leverage, like that, 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 that doesn't make any sense to me, though. If you're, if you're the Orioles to try to move to Nashville, though, like usually I mean, when the, you throw the something out of wall like that, it's because you have a crappy stadium. Yeah, the Colts. But it would also it. make it would be on brand for the Orioles to leave Baltimore, though. Yeah, yeah, that would that wouldn't uh, go over too well with the Baltimore Bal- Baltimoreans, Bal- Baltimoreites. I don't, I don't know what they're. <laughs> I, I I will say this about Baltimore. The Baltimore men. <laughs> For Baltimore fans, just hang in there. Just hang in there. Look, you yeah. the 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 Orioles have gone from terrible to fun. mediocre. No, they're 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 at the fun phase. Yeah. They're mm, Adley hit his first bomb. They're 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 still terrible. I don't know if they're at the fun phase yet. They, they're, they're getting there. They're fun. The Nationals are at the fun phase because literally one night they'll score 10 runs and the next night they'll give up 15. So <laughs> like, they're at the fun phase because you can actually watch them and have a good time while watching them. See, I can't the Orioles be... are like, okay, you play at a creative park. You literally moved your wall back like 30 that... feet after building your team around a short ballpark. Yeah, I, I have some gripes with that. Um, I haven't been able to fire him off. That was stupid. That was but stupid. That was so we stupid. will get to that in the off season. 
we have so much to get to and we are already through like 11 minutes and we just have not even come close talking about what we want to <laughs> oh god all right so th- today tonight this morning whenever the hell you're listening to this um we're going to talk about a lot of things so stick with us because fun stuff comes comes at the end so first things first we're going to talk about mlb possibly ending some blackouts Please, Rob Manfred, do something good for once in your life. We'll talk about that. Secondly, the White Sox want to fire Tony La Russa. That'd be like the third tenured manager that gets fired. It'd be awesome. Well, tenured, well, not tenured with the, kind of, but he's long, a Hall of Famer, time manager. Yeah, Hall of Famer, an old head. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, immaculate innings. A really like immaculate innings are kind of stupid, but a really cool feat was done this week um, by the Astros. So we'll get into that. Um, Two cycles in one week. That's fun. Um, one by the Angels, which seemed just to be a roller coaster right now. I mean, they they could I mean they They're keep like, doing they keep doing cool stuff, but they keep losing. <laughs> They're having a year. <laughs> it's the Angels trademark. <laughs> That's a team that should move to Nashville. Yeah. And maybe they'll so, have fans. They should just like move to like like Nova Scotia or something. Like like just, whoa, just whoa, whoa, move need, away. Move away from America and just take your bullshit somewhere else. No, 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 It's no, no. pretty much like America. they're not part of America right now, though, because nobody. Yeah. They're on the West Coast. They're not in America. Bring so, them to uh, Nashville, because then we can at least get Mike Trout and Otani, you know, at, at, at a reasonable hour. California is its own country. I say that while we're recording at 11 o'clock, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Look, I, I know that we kind of glossed over it last week when or whenever Joe Madden got fired. But the story just keeps getting funnier. Like <laughs> he had cut his hair into a mohawk, like yes, to surprise the team, and, like you know, lighten the mood and try to change things, and got fired the same day. They never got to see the mohawk. I <laughs> cannot imagine what that talk was like with his barber the next day. It's like no, hey. the best part was it was probably like his wife or somebody that did right. it. There's no way that you, you're you're that high profile of a guy that walking into a barbershop and asking for a mohawk, you're not walking out of there with a mohawk. They're not going to let you do that. That or he grabbed the clippers himself and did it and walked out of the bathroom. That, that's probably more likely. Like he yeah. probably was just up in the middle of the night was like, gosh, what am I going to do? You know what? Let me get a mohawk. That'll change it. And realize the fact you're going to have your hat on the entire game, but I'm going to cut this mohawk, but they don't even get to see it because he got fired. He needs to well, He we'll definitely get, we'll had like a that. He definitely had like a long time bet with a friend or something. And he's like, if I ever lose 14 straight or what was it like 14 straight games as a manager, I will I have to get a mohawk. Like that like- has to have been like a long time. No way a guy of Joe Madden's age and tenure just up and says one morning, I'm gonna get a mohawk to fire I feel up the like boys. We're forgetting though that this is Joe Madden. This sure. guy he is, does crazy is, shit, but he, he does crazy shit based on analytics. Getting a mohawk is not based on analytics. Okay, so wait, you can't say everything's based off analytics. The guy literally made his lineup. Um, gosh, what was the name of the song? It was like eight seven six five three zero nine. Yeah, like he yeah. made his whole lineup. Right, raise. Yeah, this is on the- brand. This is <laughs> a, definitely an on brand move for him. It's like, hey, let's get this mohawk, guys. And I probably like he probably like dyed it with like red tips and like really went all out for it and then got fired. I can't wait is, for a documentary. A picture of this mohawk? Is there is there a picture out there or is this just just hearsay? I haven't seen one. I haven't either. So so as of right now it's hearsay. Until he I see probably, a picture it's hearsay. He probably went home and cut it right after. He's like, "Whoop, not going to need this anymore." Yeah. 
Yeah. That had to have been an all-time uh an all-time firing moment. You walk in oh. there, you probably like, think it's just like a, a classic, like, hey, like the team's not doing well, you know, pick it up. It's like, like, hey, look at my Mohawk. Yeah, you can take you and your Mohawk back out. Like he probably walked in there. He probably walked in there. His his stuff was in a box. He's just no. Oh, like, man. he probably walked in and led with the mohawk and was like hey guys look what i did and like yeah you're fired and he just had to like, put his head i can on just imagine out. the conversation between perry manasian the angels gm and joe madden at what joe madden walks into the office with perry manasian and perry's sitting on the end of his uh, on the end of his desk big power move not sitting in a chair nope you're <laughs> sitting on the end of your desk waiting joe madden walks in with a mohawk and perry's just like what the fuck are you doing yeah, I came here to fire up the boys. He said, I was going to tell you that if you lose a couple more games, you're done, but you're out now. This is terrible. <laughs> I can't even look at this on the bench. It yeah, must that, have been, that's it must have been the worst Mohawk of all time. <laughs> right, to get oh. fired for. He probably I mean, like uneven. It was like higher on one side. Right. And he definitely like, went... It was like not quite straight. <laughs> right. And he definitely went home and cut it because he was like, well, can't get a job with this haircut. <laughs> like, you know, definitely went home and cut it. So, uh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> enough uh, of Joe Madden's roller coaster of an MLB career. Um, a couple near no nos. Sorry, Mike. We got to talk about it. Um, yeah. And the return of the Fulton County Crazies because the hottest team in baseball and probably the most fun team in baseball um, is back and better than ever. Well, not better than ever because they won the World Series last year. But my favorite um, new favorite player is Contreras. Just gonna put that out there. Yeah, he just like hits. Like, he's got, oh, like, he eight, he's got like eight home runs on like twenty two at bats, and he Cadillacs them too. Awesome, it's awesome. While his brother's probably the most sought after free agent in major leagues right now, or not free agent, uh, trade deadline piece. Um, then we'll wrap up with college baseball World Series picks and preview, and then we will go to buy it or sell it, and then trivia question of the week via Mike. So. I don't think Mike created a trivia question, did you? Did I find one? Actually, no. I'll, I actually I have a trivia question. Perfect. Right. Welcome back. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, today, which we had created the rundown before this came out, but it came out a couple hours ago when Rob Manfred apparently has kind of realized there's an issue with viewership and that people in certain regions cannot watch certain games and cannot watch their hometown team. So, um, he, his statement exactly was, there's a strong sense among ownership that an undertaking we're referring to as MLB media should step into the digital space in particular to provide fans with greater and more flexible opportunities to watch games. So, basically what this means is they're going to create their own streaming bundle, kind of like what, uh, if you've been following media really at all, what MLS just did with Apple TV. So MLS and Apple TV just struck a 10-year deal, which is horrendous for MLS because no one watches MLS. Um, it's a big gamble for a sport that can't gamble. Definitely. Baseball, I think, wants to do kind of the same thing where there's no blackouts in MLS now because it's all on Apple TV. Now, MLB might have it behind a paywall, but you get to watch your team every 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 day. So, um, which I'd rather have it that way than pay for MLB TV and pay 70 bucks a, a month um or 70 bucks a year however the much how i can't remember how much exactly it's, MLB it's is. more than it's that like stupid it's, just stupid it's like amount. it's like 25 a month like yeah. 25 yeah. a month so you're 
racking it up over. But if over I'm on the road and all of a sudden the Tigers come to DC or come to Baltimore, I can't freaking can't, watch them. Can't watch it. Nope. It's done. So um props to props to Rob Manfred. He might, might, I, I say might because it is Rob Manfred at the end of the day. He might do something right for the first time in his career. So my my question here is, and you guys may know more about this than I do, but wouldn't it make more sense? Actually, let me rephrase it. Do they not have the technology to to just stream it on MLB TV anyway, or is it like what's the deal there? It like, is, why can't they so, just do that? Because that would make way too much sense to just do yeah. that. I took a class on this actually in grad school. So basically, the local networks like say Masson or um, uh, say Yes Network, SNY, Nesson, all these uh, WGN, all of these networks that host their teams they have that market and the the market that masson reaches is where the blackout is so mlb does not have the rights to masson's broadcast because they are a local network mlb and bali sports and at&t and or sportsnet whatever it is they have a partnership but masson yes network sny all these places they do not have a partnership. So basically the, um, the local networks you cannot get because they are on local TV. Okay. So however, and it's, it's very strange, but like literally if you don't have cable, you literally cannot watch your favorite team play. All right. So then my follow-up would be if that's the problem and you don't want to lose money as a network like that, why wouldn't you just have a feature that you can pay Let's say that, you know, I'm, you know, let's just take us, for example, we're in the mid-Atlantic region. We can't get Masson. So why can we just pay like an extra, like, I don't know, $3, $4 more a month and, or not, maybe not even that much. I don't know. I would have, I mean, it's just a hypothetical number here. Why couldn't we just have that where we pay that and that goes to the local network so that we can get those games. That would maybe make it's going to get to that point, but because I feel like it'd be now, easy if you just had everything on one one provider. Oh, you would think, and that's what MLS just did, and that's why they're what they what they did was smart with the money and the years that they did it with is dumb. Um, I'm just saying, the, like, it's those, already those local like, networks re- rely on the viewership, and if you take MLB TV and you add on the local networks with the blackouts, you can't count going that. to watch MLB TV rather than the local network and the ratings go to MLB TV rather than that network. And so the networks don't want to pay MLB, like don't want to have a partnership with MLB because they'll they'll just take the ratings away from them. Okay. That makes sense. And part of the blackouts, at least from what I understood, it was at least the times I've seen it before was like, if it was a sold out game, then it would be a blackout, which that made no sense to me at that time. But then, then you see some games. Cause I mean, we're all technology savvy enough to be able to find other ways to be able to watch those games when you want to. Uh, no, technically we can say that we watch illegal streams and we're not breaking the law. I learned that early on. Yep. It's True. the person that is streaming. It is breaking the law. No. Right. Okay, cool. Well, I'm currently breaking the law at the moment, um, no, but you're, you're not doing what, anything wrong. Well, they're breaking the law. I'm just exactly. a benefit of that. Um, but no, like I said, blackouts, like they, they do suck, you know, and even, even if you're in a situation where if you're 
like like said more specifically for us an Orioles fan <clears throat> they generally carry all of their games like home or away yeah so then it makes it pointless if you have the MLB app because even if they're playing in LA you're not going to be able to see that game on the app right so you have to have cable which we can all see that cable is a fleeting service at the moment you know, everything is out. yeah you know so it's like Let's make this smarter. Let's make this easier, more accessible. Um, because that's honestly how you bring in more fans. I may be a – like, I'm a Cardinals fan. We all know that, right? But if I have a chance to watch them play against the Orioles, that may open my eyes to another player or another team that I hadn't seen before. Not that I changed my fandom, per se, but it at least opens up and gets more names out there, well, it's, you know, on the national scene. It's like to equate it to, like, the NFL or the NBA, like the way that they've done it, like – we know pretty much I would I mean at least for NFL, you know pretty much all the like pretty big players and then like the guys who are up and coming just because they're you know every Sunday, like they're full exposure, they have all these avenues to do it. Like obviously baseball, you can't do it like that. But if you are able to like if you are able to get the local like when your team if the, if they aren't in the local area come to the local area, you can probably, you can get a better feel for the other team. Plus, and if you just like, if you end up just like really loving the sport, you can just watch the Orioles just to watch baseball. Yeah. Like that's not out of the equation either. No. Make it a no. national brand again. Maybe it's time to move away from being so regionally based when it comes to the way we consume it sure. to make it a more national product. Sure. I don't know. I know again, we're not. I, I think the only thing that you lose with, and, and, Hopefully it doesn't go towards this with everything being um, similar to MLS where it's with Apple TV, but like some of those regional broadcasters are great. Like they're yes. great to listen to and you kind of fall in love or at least really admire, you know, those guys for what they do. Like, I'll be honest, I would much rather listen to uh, Dan McLaughlin call, call a game, even if it's not a Cardinals game, right? Like, I would love to still hear him call games, you know, but I feel like that some of that structure with that trying to make it more national would take away from, you know, some of those regional broadcasters. I got a kind of a hot take here, but I feel like this would – the idea might be cool, but I think in execution it might not go so well. Maybe as a way to preserve that, when if, – if you do – let's just say hypothetically – every baseball game's on national television now, right? Or, like, is on, like, a bigger network. I say, instead of bringing in ESPN's guys or or Fox's guys, the home team provides the broadcasters for said game. Now, the, the, the flip side of that is those guys don't broadcast 162 games anymore. They only do 81, yeah. and there's a lot of stuff – to go into it but i feel like that would be kind of cool like nice little split there yeah and also um that means espn would have to pay double the actually 30 times the people they got the money right that's fine money is a finite thing here here's the thing that really irks me um now i'm a hockey fan so it really doesn't bug me too too bad but um hockey went back to espn this year now they went to ESPN and Turner, so the TNT also had games. TBS also had games, um, and in return they had they set their they set the NHL record for revenue in a season as a league, which 
incredible for them. That that's really good for the league. Baseball dropped the ball. Pun intended. They do not, they have yet to figure out which paywall to go through. No matter what, at the end of the day, every single league is going to have to go through a paywall. You like it, it's it's just the way it is. It's the way streaming is going. No one's going to allow you to stream for free. Whether it be ESPN Plus, whether it be Apple TV, it's going to be like $4.99 a month, but it's going to be ESPN Plus, Apple TV, Peacock, whatever it is, it's going to happen. Now, but baseball, here's the worst part of it. Baseball makes you pay for MLB TV, Apple TV, and Peacock. The Tigers were on all three in one weekend. We had a Friday night game on Apple TV against the Yankees, got blown out like 16 to nothing. That wasn't fun. Then we play them again on MLB TV because, you know, local channels. Lose that one because, of course. And then we play on Peacock at 1130 in the freaking morning. And guess what? We lost that one, too. Well, at least what I've seen, though, with – because the Cardinals played a game on on, uh, Apple TV, when I was still going through it through the MLB app, it just basically took me right to Apple TV. Like, I don't have Apple TV. So, like, I didn't necessarily have to pay a second time for it. You know, I think it was, like, still a partnership, you know, with that partner of the Peacock game. I mean, I'm probably not – I mean, I'll probably watch it. So, I have it just because – Real quick sidebar: I'm still a huge wrestling fan, like, and I'll watch the pay per views on on Peacock. Big wrestling so, guy. Yes, yes, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> but either way, it's like, in order if you if you do not pay for a subscription service, and you are a Tigers fan, if you do not have Apple TV, if you don't have MLB TV, or you don't have Peacock, and you live in the Detroit area. You can't watch your team. Can't watch the, you can't watch that series. Pick one, MLB, for the love of God. Pick With one. Apple TV. It works for every other sport other than football because football just dominates the entire sports freaking world. So no one cares anymore. They like they could literally, they literally have their are- Super Bowl 20 times a year, and they will outview every single sport in America. No one cares about football. So with Apple TV – you could only right, watch it. Can you only watch it on um, uh, the Apple, the actual device, or can you watch it like on your phone? Like there's an Apple TV app on your phone, like uh, like Apple TV Plus. Do yeah. I? Okay, yeah. so that's how you can watch the baseball games. You have to. Pay you for can it. also uh, apparently, uh, according to Mike, which I thought it was just because I had paid for Apple TV, but apparently you can go through the MLB TV app. Yeah, like you can that's... go through MLB TV to yeah. watch it on Apple TV, but you can't do it through for Peacock. Yeah. And okay. that's what I did because it was What's like, so I have, I have the MLB app on my phone, but then I also have it on my uh, smart TV. And that particular day when it was on Apple, uh, Apple TV, then I was watching it on my smart TV and it, you know, worked there and I don't have Apple TV on there. So, yeah. okay. but hey, hopefully blackouts end and we get to see more, you know, instead of regionalized, at least viewing all the time, we get to see the game, you know, for, for, you know, all sides. Yeah, it became one big bitch fest about MLB viewing. But <laughs> this whole again. conversation makes me believe that cable was actually cheaper. It's not. It's not. 
with all these subscription services they're making us pay for. When, when, but I guess when, too, because cable companies also they'll they charge you for breathing in front of the TV. Depending yeah. on the sport you like, it will not be cheaper. No, I it, guess it, too, like the it, benefit of of going through one buying one of these is you end up getting it for like all of them because now I have ESPN Plus and I can I can watch like women's like water across <laughs> yeah. across yeah it's like so Not that I, I you know am an avid fan of the sport but you know i'll take i'll, I'll watch you know i'm a fan of sport think about this so how much is like an average cable bill it's a great mm, question i never actually had to pay a cable bill about 180 190 per per month per month okay oh uh, yeah okay so I you, can, you're like a 180 190 it's not even remotely close to the cheaper option. If you bought every single subscription that is currently a partner with a sports league, Apple TV is with both baseball and MLS. That's four ninety nine a month. Just, That's just put, your finger, put your finger down for MLS. Put your finger down for that. No one watches okay. that. Well, either way, either way, it's five bucks. That you're 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 literally at five out of one hundred and eighty dollars right there. Uh, ESPN Plus, that's another five bucks. That's low key the best bang for your buck. You're at ten dollars, and you are currently with four leagues. Well, okay, my bad. I was thinking about the the bundle that that ESPN Plus has, but I mean, it's like fifteen. But that also gets you like Disney and something else. But HBO Max, way. yeah, HBO Hulu. Max, yeah. And I think Hulu is just like mixed in. Yeah. Either way, Hulu has lots. Right, so, by the way, so yes, drop, drop it down. Let's little. Let's literally just say cut it in half. Go to ninety dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're at ten dollars with four leagues: MLS, uh, MLB, NBA, and NHL. Right? Add in Amazon, which is Amazon Prime is what another five bucks, and then toss in with the fifteen that you pay for Red Zone. Yeah, twenty. You're still not even halfway to your number. You okay. can literally pay for the pay for the partners of every single sports league, and not even so get the half of your cable bill. Yeah, and then on top of all of that, you get a bunch of movies and stuff that kill your time in between, you know, your yeah. TV shows. So I guess I guess now that we're here, it makes sense. Netflix yeah. is really dropping the ball on high. I don't now that we're putting this out. Why doesn't Netflix do live sports? I feel like that would, although that would just be that would probably. That'd probably they want to they want to stick with their own thing because Hulu's doing live sports and they don't want to, and Amazon Prime is going to take it over anyway. Netflix doesn't also like. Like Hulu just looks like a place where you go to watch like a a, a nothing burger college college baseball game that has like two cameras. Amazon has has like quadruple the money that both Hulu and Netflix have anyway. So they're they don't they don't dabble with paid for freaking Joe Buck. Yeah, it's like oh no they didn't no no ESPN paid for Joe Buck. What didn't ESPN just pay for Joe Buck? Yeah, who did they? Was it Al Michaels? It was Al Michaels that they paid for? That have been, yeah, I think so. Thursday, like Thursday night football Michaels, game, and like they are, they're gonna start dominating the NFL world. Yeah, word on the street is that they might be buying a uh, the, 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 the team that resides in the Washington DC area. Word on the street, well, all right, back to baseball. Here we go. Um, moving on to oh, yeah, um, so Joe Madden has been fired. Joe um, Girardi has been fired. And now Tony La Russa, a, another World Series winning manager, um, 
has some chance going after him in the south side of Chicago. Uh, in the game, they were losing an in extra innings. They blew a lead, were losing an in extra innings, and all of a sudden you started hearing fans audibly chanting, fire Tony out of the crowd. Things are not looking up in the south side. Now, the given, they have so many injuries, it's stupid. But yeah, I mean, it's um, a different fan base when your team's not when you're when you're injured. I don't I don't want to hear it. But they are in the worst division in baseball, and they're in third. So it's a long season. They were supposed to be World Series contenders. Like when they get healthy, they'll be fine. It started <laughs> when um, Trey Turner goes to uh, a one-two count, but the, so there's runner on first. It's a one. It's an O-two count at this point. Runner on first base. Pitcher spikes one in the dirt. Runner goes to second. Still one two now on Trey Turner. I believe it's still two outs, mm-hmm. and he decides to intentionally walk Trey Turner to go match up lefty lefty with Max Muncy next, and Max Muncy hits a three run homer that puts it out of reach. And it, it may have been one out when he walked Trey Turner, but Muncy hits a hits one out the very next batter. I can kind of understand the logic there, even if you say, hey, it's two outs. I mean, it's two strikes on him. Why not pitch to him? But if you're trying to set up a force to possibly get two outs for on one pitch, it kind of makes sense. But, you know, obviously when it doesn't work out, you look like the biggest dope of all time. Um, yeah. Whereas if it works out, then it's like, oh, high IQ move, like great move by Tony. You know, but since it didn't work out, it's, hey, let's fire Tony. And then some other stuff have happened and, yeah, they, so don't, they don't like him too much. They. I saw what's, something. What's, and... what's the what's the word in the locker room? Because that's honestly the fans can do what they want. Well, considering but, they're yelling at each other in the dugout, I can't then, imagine yeah, the locker then I know, room. Then I know who the guy is. Lance Lynn made his first start off of the sixty day IL. Comes back into the dugout like the third inning and starts yelling at a coach. Yeah. <laughs> so then the the the, the, <laughs> the guy the guy for them is obvious then. He just got fired in, in California. No, the perfect manager for them is Ozzie Guillen. Bring Ozzie back. Oh, my goodness. If we if, – Bring Ozzie back. The thing about Ozzie Guillen is I don't think he – he's kind of a relic in this world now, the way the way that, that, that society has moved into this um, – I'm going to – Choose my words slightly. Uh, cancel culture. <laughs> yeah, cancel culture. Ozzy Guillen would get canceled faster than he could say, "I'm back." They would not be allowed to mic up Ozzy Guillen. Oh, no, but hey. he couldn't manage the All Star team when both managers of each, like the manager of each team, gets mic'd up during the All Star game. They would intentionally have to leave Ozzy Guillen out. <laughs> Ozzy Guillen, the best. I think every like description that i've seen about ozzy again always starts off with the colorful the colorful manager of the white Sox. yeah and that's that's just a nice way of saying this dude just doesn't know when to shut up right. about literally everything i think again maybe it's because i have this this thought about about joe madden and it had obviously did not go as planned in la but dude i feel like it, it, yes, he is older, but I feel like that energy he has. I mean, shoot, the guy shaved his head into a mohawk. Like, like, and that's a young team. Like, team like a team like the White Sox would might respond to something like that. They're they're younger guys. Like, 
it's a it's a it's I don't know. Again, it's tough to speak on it when you're not there, but I don't know. It probably is time to move on from Larusa just because I don't think he's going to be the guy who gets him over the hump. But I, I don't know. From the beginning, he is an old school manager with a new school team, and that is not a good mix. You have to have guys that will enable the players, uh, and Tony Larusa does basically the opposite of that. AKA let TA. And we've seen it from the beginning when he and TA got after it. Let and your me Mercedes. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But either way, um, really quick before we move on, um, saw a stat, I think it was from Danny Vietti, who, was, who we've had on the podcast. He said the only warrant to the one-two count to Trey Turner, the, the intentional walk, was that Trey Turner has like a 1098 OPS and a one-two count. <laughs> That's stupid. Could you like just the fact that he has an OPS above like 500 in a one two count? Is Do we call it an old school manager? Right. That's analytics. That's something for you, that right Kevin there. Cash would see and he would intentionally walk him and it would probably pay, be like it, he'd, it'd probably pay off because it's Kevin Cash and the Rays have pixie dust. Look, but, I'm waiting for Joe Madden to get a job again and then he's going to intentionally walk the bases loaded and then intentionally walk the guy in just to say, hey, I needed my guy to have a run across because he does better after he gives up a run in an inning. Like in some, <laughs> you, you get fired for that. You well, you've already fired. gotten fired, so why not? Yeah, no, you get fired for that mohawk. That's what you <laughs> get fired for. You get fired if you make that decision and you have a mohawk. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on here. Um, this is a very odd topic. We don't really talk about it much. It's never really spoken about much. Um, but a really cool thing happened this week uh, for the Astros. So there have been eight immaculate innings in Astros history, and two of them came in one game. Luis Garcia threw one in the third inning, and uh, then Phil Maton, Maton, however Maton. you say it, yeah. I think it's Maton, um, threw one again in, or in the, I believe it was the seventh, uh, or eighth, I could be wrong. It was one of the later innings. But um, the first time in MLB history that that has been done. Yeah. Um, and what is really crazy about it is it was the exact same three hitters. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nathaniel Lowe, Ezekiel Duran, and then I got to find the third one. Um, it is absolutely one of the most absurd stats that I've ever seen in my life. That three guys got immaculated <laughs> you've been sitting on that know. one you've been sitting on that one for a second haven't you that was no crazy. it actually came right into my head and right out of my mouth that was a great one <laughs> immaculate innings are weird because they're literally random like it is one of the few things in baseball like a no hitter is random but like you can you can justify it I might call it a night. That was one of the more absurd I, things. I've just figured out the name of my fantasy football team this year for us. <laughs> Immaculated. Man, don't make fun of me. Holy moly. But it's going to have Tommy Pham as my profile picture. But oh it's going to say goodness. Immaculated. <laughs> we need to have, we need to have a, a fake beef. Like Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson had. That... <laughs> I don't know. I think that's pretty real. When you slap another girl, man, that is pretty real. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, so, I, so, I mean, oh, yeah. Is, 
The thing is, it's justifiable because it's fantasy football. People have done that before. <laughs> but, um, like, the, the, the three hitters, that, the three hitters were Nathaniel Lowe, uh, Ezekiel Duran, and uh, Brad Miller, and they had an immaculate inning thrown against them twice in the same game. Immaculate innings are so weird because they just don't. They are. It's a very dumb thing. Like it, it's 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 cool for relievers. Because that means that you came in and you literally did your job to perfection. Like, because relievers generally throw only one inning. I mean, maybe some guys get extended a little bit. But, like, for a starter, it's like, oh, yeah, congratulations. Like, these guys just sucked for an inning, but you still have, like, five other innings to go through. Like, no, as a reliever, you come in, you do your job, you try to shove for an inning, and then you go sit down and you do it all again tomorrow. Like, Phil Maton is a little more impressive to me than Luis Garcia because he has one time – like, he has one chance to get it right. And he did it like practically perfect. No, like literally, it's you can't draw it up any better than that. But I think it's like one of those. It's like an underappreciated thing in baseball, just because it's so it's it's so so fleeting. Because it's one inning, it's three outs. Yeah. In, tw- in the scheme of twenty-seven, obviously we had six of them, but like it's pretty cool, honestly. It's pretty cool. Because they're so random. Like, the last one I can remember, obviously, I don't think it's the last one, but I think Rick Porcello had an immaculate name, which shows you how – literally shows you how random it is. Nestor Cortez how, did one, did it once this year already. When one, like, I think it was, like, his third or fourth start of the season. They did it against the Royals. I've been trying to ignore that team. They've been yeah. doing too good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, really, they're really damn good. I hate it. Um – yeah, so well, it's probably one of the coolest stats that I've ever seen. Two immaculate innings thrown in the same game against the same three hitters. Yeah. That was pretty we wild. We might never see that again. I don't. I don't know if we ever will. I mean, if it took this long to have it happen for the first time, it's definitely there's no shot that it's going to happen again. Yep. In our lifetime, I say that um, it might happen next week. Moving <laughs> on here, um, we had two cycles this week. That's another thing that I don't know if has ever been done. I, I, I at least hasn't been done in a long time. It's two cycles in one week. Um, Jared Walsh and Eduardo Escobar, both cycling. Eduardo Escobar makes a little bit more sense than Jared Walsh because Jared Walsh is not the fastest human being alive. So him getting the third on one play is unbelievable. So, uh, but Eduardo Escobar is a very athletic guy. Very good swing. Very, very, a lot of, very underrated. Probably one of the more underrated players in the league. Um, but both of them hit for the cycle. Eduardo did it against the Padres, and Walsh did it against the was it the Dodgers? Who did Walsh do it against? Uh, I don't know. I just think it's fun to say that it was a Walsh cycle. <laughs> yes, that that's it. <laughs> Wal- got, Walsh rinse and repeat. We got two puns in in, in a five minute stretch. I love it. We are rolling tonight. <laughs> you, you know Absolutely what would be the, you know what'd be the coolest cycle though? Getting it in order. Would that a natural would, cycle? Hold on. Yes. Would that count as a spin cycle? Yes. <laughs> well played. Well played. We are killing it. <laughs> Our viewers are probably going nuts right now. I, I can just There's imagine, also, like, somebody just listening. Somebody might be at the gym just, like, in the morning just listening to our podcast. Like, I mean, say you're walking on the treadmill listening to the podcast. All of a sudden, you hear all these puns. You're like, ah! You look around, the entire gym just staring at you. You're like, dude, these puns are amazing. So, yeah. yeah. 
I want to petition for a, a, a new type of cycle. It's not a good cycle, but I want to petition for it. All right, you guys ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. All right, it is with strikeouts. So the first strikeout is with nobody on. That's one. Second cycle, or second part, second leg, is with the runner on first. Third is with the runner on first, second. And the fourth is with the bases loaded. Okay, now and it's then the, And then to make it the ultimate, ultimate move, you have a fifth at bat where you strike out, but it's a drop third strike. Whoa. <laughs> that, now, hold on, wait. What would you call it? I would call it uh, – <laughs> I have to I guess. work on the – I'm going to workshop on the name real quick. It would be the drying cycle because you're probably getting – I to dry after that. You're getting sent down to the miners. You are done for. That would definitely be the drying cycle. The drying cycle. I do like that. <laughs> I got another one for you, another cycle idea. Or, ooh, the cold, the cold wash cycle. What if you ground out nah, to man. every player in the infield? That could count. That could be a thing. Not including the pitcher. However, if you if you include the pitcher, it becomes a lot cooler. Yeah. Now you're well, over five, but it becomes a lot cooler. Well, in now, that case, at least at least I'm not giving him a platinum sombrero with like Shelby. Right. In that case, you might as well add in if you fly out to all three uh, outfielders, that counts as a, as a cycle Ooh, too. At least with mine, you won't get demoted to single A. <laughs> so you fly out to all three outfielders. One infielder or pitcher, and then the catcher. That's that's a horrible day, and you're probably not going to be in the lineup the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guys, how do we go so far off the rails? Well, no, but we're we're still. I mean, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. We're still in. We're still in. We're still in it. We're talking about cycles. We're just talking about. Other cycles. Not gonna lie, I I've missed this. I've missed this. Oh, okay. So speaking of dumb stuff, of as far as puns and stuff, um, that uh, the Pirates were playing the Cardinals today, and catcher for the Pirates was making his debut. His last name was Delay. <laughs> the card the Cardinals announcers went on like this little mini rant. It was like, hey, would you ever name your child Rain? Oh, Rain Delay. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> like and it was a few more that they threw out. There. I think one was like um, traffic, uh, weather. Like it. I mean, they just kept it going for a little bit. So Ooh, yes. uh, one that you could probably get away with is thunder delay. Rain delay. That sounds like delay. a good, like a cool. like a really good closer. Thunder delay. Thunder delay. <laughs> Lightning delay. That's like that sounds like a rain delay. Sounds like Pedro Baez's nickname back before there was a pitch clock. Because remember how he would literally take like five minutes just to throw one pitch. Yes. Uh, he was the human rain delay. So that could be his nickname. <laughs> but yeah, I, okay. Where? What were we even talking about again? Cycles. Oh yeah, cycles. Um, Walsh rinse and repeat. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, if he gets a T-shirt, we should get branding for that. I'm we sorry, Eduardo. That's why you don't have any fun puns in your no. name for cycles. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, the near no nos. Two this week again. Yeah, <laughs> it is insane. 
I think this is the first time this has happened since like the beginning of the season when the Padres almost did it three straight times against the Diamondbacks. Right. You remember that? The first three games of the season, the Padres had like a no-no three. Going into like the seventh inning each time. Yeah. yeah. Absurd. <laughs> um, but first it was Miles Michaelis. I think this was uh I guess uh, Tuesday night, I believe. Yeah. Um so Miles Michaelis took one with two outs in the ninth inning. And then um, it's called the Mike Mucina special. Yeah. I don't remember who it was that uh cal mitchell cal mitchell took him deep to center field one hopped over the wall and uh harrison bader although the diving attempt and all that speed and the flow and the um glove like of course i'm i'm a little hurt by this one because of all the players that you don't expect to come up with like a ball harrison bader is the last one for me like any center, any ball is hitting center field, I expect him to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just that they had changed up defensively, like trying to preserve it and want to take away bloopers. And he just got beat on a ball deep and barely just and like I mean, just missed it. Yeah. Um, but what I was most excited about, what like yes, the chance to watch history, but at the same time, like Michaelis was up to like 120 something pitches. That was absurd. I'm like sitting there like I, I'm gonna fall off. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. That's cool. Like, hopefully, it doesn't go on the end of listening. But no, but the surprising one because I know we're going to talk about it is Tyler Anderson's one that got broke up by Shohei. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that I was more surprised at that one than I was uh, Michaelis, just because it's Dave Roberts letting the guy throw that many pitches. <laughs> he never lets that happen. Like he pulled Kershaw out when he had a perfect game through seven earlier this year, and he was at like that was seventy brutal. pitches. You know, but you let this guy go. Granted, yes, it's deeper in the season, yada, yada, yada. And he was already at, like – picture of the generation. The other one's, like, a rental. Yeah. And, like, Buddy was already at, like, 115, 119 pitches, and you let him keep going. Um, so, I just thought that was interesting. It was Dave Roberts to let him try to go for it. Yeah. Um, but still, nevertheless, like, it's fun to see it almost happen. You know, it would have been greater to see it happen. But it's, like, the suspense that happens there – you know, as each out happens, the crowd cheers, but nobody's still talking about it. Yep. You know, you get in a dugout, nobody's talking to you, everybody's staying away from you. So you feel it, you know, like you definitely feel what is happening. Um, and then it, you know, got broke up. So yeah, yeah. It was tough. Yeah. Um I don't remember what I was going to add to this. Oh yeah, who's your broadcaster again? Play by play guy for TV? Dan McLaughlin. He was very excited after every single pitch. Yes. Like, he, like, I mean, not to be a little vulgar here, but he was kind of pre-jacking every single pitch. Hey, that's that's what he's there for. I mean, hey. holy moly, buddy. Like, act like, okay, look, look I probably would have done the same thing if I was a broadcaster, but, like, you, you're at the big league level. This is why I'm not. But, like, act like you've been there before. No, Okay, but listen, think about it this way. Imagine if you are – hearing that like let's let's just take it back to the radio days right like where you're hearing it and you're not actually being able to see it like yes That's we were able to though eh, but is it though you still, it I still want that same book i am a broadcaster sir i know radio I, is a lot different than tv that is true but i still want the same excitement like i don't i don't want him to dumb that down you know like the, the picture gives you the excitement yeah but the word the fans after every pitch pushing their arms up in the air like yeah it's like the excitement like literally all you have to do 
in that situation, which I know it's easier said than done after the fact, and you're not in the moment of a no hitter possibly being thrown, it's like, just be like, like for the first pitch to Cal Raleigh. I know it was a ball, but like if it, if it was in for a strike, be like, strike one. Like, like literally just like give quick, let it breathe, let the fan reactions take it. Well, that's why we like Danny Mac. And then, but if you're on radio, you have to, you have to, give the listener the experience through their ears. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with you as a broadcaster. All I'm saying is that that excitement pours through because you're not like, I guess what he did was able to make you as a viewer feel the excitement and electricity that was in the stadium. Oh, it was there. You know? So if he's kind of just real, uh, yeah, you know, Hey, pours first and then for a strike, he's like real chill and calm about it then as a viewer, you're not getting like that same electricity that is coming, you know, through that you see for the crowd, you know, being that he wants you to make you feel like you were there with it. So I like it. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it, it was really cool. And like someone like miles, Michaelis, who's lesser known to the casual fan. It was really cool because the broadcasters made it, like seem through that entire ninth inning, they really made it seem like it was special. And that like, that's, that's awesome because as a casual fan, if you're just watching that game for some reason, or you turn it on because you hear that there's no hitter, you know that it's special because of those, because of what the broadcasters are doing. You see the crowd reactions, etc. I just, I mean, I, I, it was like 11, it was like 11 o'clock at night. I gotta, I gotta call. I'm winding down by then. Like I, I need, I need a little, little less. I like, I need the bedtime voice. At least until two outs. You sound like an old man. <laughs> well, considering I have to get up in four hours, I am an old man. <laughs> I'll say this though: if 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 he was able to get it done, that might have been an all-time call for a no hit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was waiting for it. Absolutely. I was. I I even looked at my fiance, Liz. I go, hey, Liz. So you hear this guy right now? She's like, yeah. He seems very excited. I was like, yeah. I go. This dude is about to scream in the microphone if he gets this final strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like this guy is going to lose it. <laughs> but uh yeah, that was a fun one. And then Tyler Anderson, I didn't get to watch any of Tyler Anderson's because I had to get up at 4:15 this morning as well. So um I went to bed rather early. Heard about it this morning. However, we got Tyler Anderson in fantasy. So I was very excited to hear about this. Um he took a no-no into the ninth as well. And with one out in the ninth inning, Shohei Otani rips a triple down the line. Mookie Betts came up about three, four feet short on his dive attempt. May, might have even been a little bit more, um, but got to respect the hustle there. Um, they were up big anyway, so it didn't really matter. Um, but Mookie is a team guy putting his body on the line in that situation. Him and Harrison Bader, both of them put their bodies on the line in this situation. Got to love it. Hello, but uh, Shohei Otani triples, um, and uh, that's another one. That would have been that have been an all timer because Joe Davis is so so good at his job broadcasting, and so uh, that have been another really really good call. Agreed. Props to Tyler Anderson though. This dude came over here for like a bag of chips and like a merry go round, and. He literally is shoving it up people's asses every single night he toes the rubber. It's uh, awesome. 
it's a make or break league, yeah. Brian. You really, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you're right. It's literally like the Rays factor. You go to the Rays, and all of a sudden, you become the best pitcher in the world. All of a sudden, you go to the Dodgers, you become the best pitcher in the world. You could I mean, have I a can't, career can't five and a half ERA like Tyler Anderson does, but nope, you're gonna have a two ERA this year <laughs> just because you play for the Dodgers. <laughs> it's the baseball gods talking to LA because they spend money. Sure. Yeah, that's, hey. all, that's all I have on that one. It's proof that you can pay for a good team. Yeah, proof. Dave Roberts gets all the credit. Uh, we know who Dave is. We know, we know you, Dave. Wait, Shish, we, we can't say this. We might have a guest come out. We we got we got to hold out till after the also break. He does seem like a really good dude, though. I'll, I'll he does. He, he seems like a great dude. Has one of the best moments in Red Sox history. Oh, easily. No matter what, he'll always have a special place in my heart. Absolutely. That is the clutchest stolen base in my lifetime. Absolutely. All right, we ready for the Fulton County Crazies to come back? Uh, yeah. The Atlanta Bravos have won 14 straight games. Now, given the combined winning percentage of those teams is like sub-zero, but they're winning the games they're supposed to. And in all reality, I heard this today, it could be 16, but they decided to drop the final two games of the series against the Diamondbacks right before this started. So, um, <laughs> like, if you if you just beat the crappy team just two more times, you could have a 16-game win streak. But right now it's 14, and then they have a three-game set with the Cubs this weekend, so probably going to reach 17 at least. And then they play a tough one. They've got, uh, I believe, seven straight games at home against the Giants and Dodgers. So um, that'll be the test. But, uh, but that, that, at that point, you've got momentum. You so do. You know, doesn't really matter who you're playing at that point. You do. You do. And the, that will not – so say say for some godforsaken reason they get the 21 wins by that Friday night. That game, that Friday night, has two implications. One, they could tie the record for longest winning streak in MLB history with the Guardians of 2017, or it was the Indians. Um, that team went on to lose the World Series, by the way. And also, is someone's return to the A. Freddie Freeman returns to Atlanta. What an atmosphere that's going to be if they are going for the win streak record and it's Freddie Freddie Freeman's return to to Atlanta for that weekend. It's already near sold out because of Freddie's return. But that, that place is going to be rocking if they are going for the win streak record. That is going to be a very loud place to be. Like that I like might actually like add up add up to the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. That's gonna be, that, that's gonna be insane. Look, man, that, it, it could be a one o'clock start at that place. They sell so many tickets. They are always like top two or top three in attendance every single year. They sell so many tickets and they have such passionate fans. It makes their atmosphere so great. Night games at that place are a completely different animal than any other baseball game I've ever seen oh, in my life. Especially when, when, when they turn the lights off and they start. A reliever comes in and, and the lights go out and like the, um, the, the flashlights come out and the chops going. It's unbelievable. It's a, it's a baseball atmosphere unlike any other. Um, but I can't even imagine it for the NLCS rematch 
Fre- Freddie's return and going for the win streak record. That they is a first, heck of a week. They jump the gun. They got to win the games, but yes, but that would that, be a heck of a week. That scenario is on the line. I'm watching every single. I am watching every single game of that series, and I will not be bothered for 27 minutes. Spoiler alert: That will be a NLDS matchup because the Cardinals will be in the NLCS. So, well, NLCS rematch more so because the Cardinals okay. lost in the wild card to the team that would also be playing in that game. That is true. That is true. Some small potatoes. Vietnam flashback. Yes, that's what I was having. All right. Um, well, oh, sorry. It was a curveball oh, by that the way, uh, it was a curveball that raised through. I heard the heard the sound of my ear again. <laughs> um, by the way, Ozzy Albie's fractured foot out long term. Not good. Yeah. Not good. Um, now, given I mentioned this to a family member of mine who asked me, they said, "How much is that going to hurt the Braves?" I said, "Oddly enough, I think." Acuna's return is going to mean more than Albie's um, departure. Departure, sort of. I I think I mean I think obviously it's not hard to say that Acuna is worth more than Albie's, but oh, yeah. Albie's oh, Albie's was slumping anyway. He was like one of two players on this entire team that were slumping during this fourteen game winning streak. Him and Matt Olson, and yet they're still winning fourteen straight. So like, say Orlando Arcia comes in, plays plays a solid second base. And all of a sudden, he comes in and bats 300 over the next week and a half. I've learned with the Braves that they just, like, whatever the situation is, like, in a negative aspect, they just seem to just say, well, that doesn't really apply to us. And then they just go ahead and do the exact opposite of what you think. Like, well, it also helps that they can literally pull names out of their hat and that they're a top prospect. Like, they have that, prospects that out of their ass. Yeah, that helps, but at the same time, adapt like, and adapt and win. Yeah, they just win. That's like that's yeah. just plain and simple. They just win. Yep, yep. Before this win streak, they were ten and a half games back in the NL East. Right now, they sit at four games back. Actually, four and a half because the Mets won tonight. Ooh, the low Mets. Crazy. It's crazy. And the Mets like aren't playing bad. They just haven't won fourteen straight, so they're losing games. <laughs> No, that's and that's just that's just classic Mets, you know. Like even when they're playing well, they still find a way to mess it up. It's unbelievable. It really is. It but really you could make the argument that it is early. Yes. And for, this is. I mean, eh, I'd rather have a, a big time win streak early in the year than later. As weird as that sounds. Yeah. Like you peak too soon. You gotta it's know where you're sitting season. come September. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, by the way, the if those listening to this. If you have a chance, just go look at the Mets September schedule. I'm pretty sure every single team they play in September is in the last of their division right now. That is just and if, somehow if, the Mets are gonna blow it down a stretch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Like they'll they'll go like they'll go they'll like have like a four hundred winning percentage in September or something. Yeah, yeah so um, I, yeah, so all of our immediate thoughts went right to Mets collapse in September. Yeah. But I, I told uh, another group chat that I'm in, I said the Mets or the Braves need to have like a seven game lead in the NL East going into September just to be comfortable. Yeah. And if that's not going to be easy because the Mets get the Grom and Scherzer back well before then. Um, and so <laughs> that'll be – in all least race is going to be very interesting because I think come, going into September, it's going to look one way, and leaving September, it could look completely different. Very true. Yeah. Sure. Um, now, which way that goes, we have no idea. 
It's why we play the games. Yes, it is. All right, let's get to some college baseball. Let's just give our finals picks because we are long-winded tonight. Um, Shelly's return has gotten us talking quite a bit. So uh, give your finals pick and the winner. Um, Shelly, you played Ole Miss, so um, that, that's really the only insight that I have on this. I just I, hmm. this is so this is not easy for me because the team that I think should win has not played the best baseball right now. So I'm gonna roll with the weird one here. You ready for this? A and M and Auburn in the national championship. Whoa. Auburn. I was so the AM pick, they don't have they're a weird team because they're really, really good and they don't really have any top draft draft prospects. Which if you go through each team, everybody's got at least one. Mm-hmm. Not AM. They're a bunch of old, they're a bunch of old transfers. They're playing good ball. Auburn, I'm only picking them solely because they have Sonny D DeShera, the most electric fat man in college baseball, and all he does is hit bombs. But at the same time, they went to the Corvallis Regional Oregon State, and they handled them. They handled them. Like, yes, went to three games, but there was never a doubt. So, like, I like that momentum rolling into it, but mm-hmm. it's hard to count out Texas, too. Texas has the Hispanic Titanic, Ivan Melendez. Ivan Melendez. He's hit 32 bombs this year, which is just stupid. Best nickname in all the sports, in my opinion. But That guy is going to make the major leagues just because he has a cool nickname. Like, no one with that cool of a nickname doesn't make the major leagues. He also has one of the best powered tools created in quite some time. But also, don't sleep on Arkansas, man. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Jumping the gun here. Jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun. Ole Miss is going to be fun, though. They're going to be a fun team to watch. I just don't think they have to pitch you to get it done. The magic will run out for the boys and Oxford. For sure. But don't don't ever bet against Tim Elko. That man is a legend. Mike Bianco was supposed to be fired after the season. That's why. Yeah, he's probably got a job for five years now. He does. All right, Mike, your pick. Um, I'll make this quick. Texas and Stanford. I like that pick. It's a safe pick. Never can pitch the rock. Stanford also has Brock Jones. Like you I, don't know that name. Rakes, he had three home runs in the Super Regional. He also has like 20 on the year. And he has one of the like creepiest, cool mustaches I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am going to go the ratings matchup. The one, the matchup that will absolutely produce the most ratings. Texas and Arkansas. Yes. I um, And I'm going to go Texas winning the chip. Um, I think they pitch well enough, and I know they can swing it because they have the Hispanic Titanic. Um, Arkansas is playing really, really good baseball right now, and they can hit the baseball hard and far. Yes. So um, I'm going to go Texas, though. I think um, the old burnt orange get it done. The, fa- the crazy thing about Texas, too, is they don't even have their best arm in Tanner Witt. He went down early in the year, and they still made it here. It's crazy. They were, they were the overwhelming favorite to win the College World Series at the beginning of the year. 100%. No and then Tennessee became the powerhouse of the regular season. I do, before we get to this trivia question that I, that I devised, Yep. Mike, old man on the soup, thoughts on the Tennessee team? 
Um, to be honest, the old man could give a better opinion had I actually watched him. <laughs> like when I gave my picks last week, like for or yeah, last week when we talked about the super regional, there was no logic or anything based on it. It was literally just pulling stuff out of a hat and pulling off like random memories. Um that's your best bet though with college with college baseball this time of the year. Yeah. Just, just throw something at the wall. Yeah, it was It was like I, I think I picked Tennessee because one guy like Ben Joyce was like 103. Um I said Louisville wouldn't make it because they tied in a baseball game this year. Like just stupid picks as to why people but I mean that turned out to be right in one of those. Yep. Yep. All right. Um are we just gonna can buy it or sell this week? I feel like I mean we're already over an hour and around an hour and a half. Yeah, we can. Because those can those can go back into next week too, though. True. True. All right, Shelly. What is your trivia question? So this is on the on the theme of college baseball. All right. What college baseball program has made more college world series appearances? Then they have seasons that they have not made the College World Series. So that question makes any sense. It does. It does. So in their tenure. Yes. In the, in the, in the history of the College, more World, college Series. World Series than not. Correct. I believe Texas is the only one. Mike? I was actually going to go with Stanford. So you're going with Stanford? Yeah. The answer is Texas. So yeah. by making it this year, by one, I think they've been like the seventy-five, and it's like thirty. It's like like thirty. Um, There's been seventy-five, thirty-eight, and thirty-seven, or something like that. Yeah, it's like something they crazy. Made thirty-eight of the of the seventy-five. Yeah, one more than they have it. That's a wild that I just. So if you go that. back and you look at the teams that they've had over the years, it makes complete sense. It does. Can I hold on? Can I just toot my own horn for a second to literally pull that exact stat out of my ass even after I got the answer right? You definitely Even saw the numbers it. and everything. <laughs> you definitely saw it the same place I did. I saw it like a week and a half ago, though. Like, so, like, that's what's crazy is like, I can't believe I remember it exactly. I think, I want to say 11.7 shout out to those guys. Yeah. yeah. They tweeted it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go watch the College World Series, folks. It's it good is baseball. It's good baseball. It is fun baseball. It starts tomorrow. Yes. It's going to be holes. Or I guess today, if you're listening to this. Yeah, today. Yeah. You know yeah. where I will be. Yeah. I'm watching the game. I want people to watch Saturday, and that bugs me. But I'll be at the lake enjoying myself. So. You'll be able to catch the nightcap, though. Yeah, I'll be all right with that. I'm all right with that. There are a lot worse places to be. Sure. Um, Mike, do you have any final thoughts? I'm not even I'm not even going down my um, – I'll save it for next week. So, to we'll, we'll all of the – next seven. So. To all of the fathers that listen, um, happy Father's Day. Hope that is an enjoyable one. Congrats, um, Shelly. Congrats. No. Again, <laughs> Shelly's not a father. No, no, um, no. Uh, so happy Father's Day like to, to, to all of the uh, fathers out there. Uh, you know, enjoy the time. Hold, hold your kids. Love them. Um, it's a crazy world that we live in, you know, so cherish those moments, um, and just really enjoy being a father. Like you are your kid's first superhero, you know, like it, it takes me 
being a father to really understand that, that your kids look at you and think that there's nothing that you can't do. Um, or apparently get out some college baseball. They'll look at my baseball reference page and yeah, that. now <laughs> you might want to let like a different source and stuff come out before you have. Kids. I need to reach out to Sports Reference and have that deleted. <laughs> no, what you, do, no, what you do is this: you put a, a blocker on the internet to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and your kid finds out when he's eighteen that his dad was <laughs> at an eighteen ERA. <laughs> I love it. No, but honestly, the happy Father's Day to all the fathers. You know. Um, enjoy the day. Hopefully you get to do what you want to do for your Father's Day, which I've learned that in most cases for Father's Day, what most fathers want is really just to do nothing for that day. It's really what they want to do. Just do nothing. Sit yeah. in a recliner and just watch sports or, you know, do a bunch of nothing. But like, I'm not enjoy. even a father yet, and that's what I want to do on Father's Day. Yeah, enjoy. So, on a oh. related note, uh, I believe there is a new holiday on Monday. That yes. is Happy Juneteenth. Not a Father Day. Uh, Brian and I will be celebrating by doing absolutely nothing. Wait, no, seriously, because Monday. I was about is to say because that 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 went two different directions, and I wait, think is it me, actually and Mike, a... me and Mike's brain both went the same direction, and we. Oh like, wait, that is yes. a new holiday. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, Juneteenth. it's Juneteenth, and when you said not a father, I thought you really just went down that path, and I was like, that is just <laughs> not what you want to say on air. I actually... <laughs> we were definitely about to end that out. But... <laughs> wait, no, no I actually, Ju- did. I forgot that Juneteenth. Yeah, yep. Monday, Monday is Juneteenth. Um, yep. Because Juneteenth is actually Sunday, right? Yeah, but it's yep. celebrated Monday. It's celebrated but, Monday. Right, yeah. so National Not a Father Day has been moved to Saturday. Fair. Yeah. Is the day yeah. that we all celebrate and rejoice for not being fathers, except for Mike, because he's a father. Uh, I love it. I love it. But uh, um, so, and I, I, I will not hijack this part because I know we're all about to hit this wall and call it a night. But Juneteenth is a very important day. Um, you know, so for it to now be recognized as a national holiday. Um, you know, if you're unfamiliar with, with what it is, just educate you, you know, just look it up, get the education on it and understand, you know, the importance and the significance of it, you know, especially to the African-American community, you know, in the world that we live in, we all want to be advocates for each other, you know, but also understand the history and the things that, that happen to people that don't look like you and why this day is important and significant, you know, for, for it to be recognized as a national holiday. So, um, yeah. So happy Father's Day and happy Juneteenth. About time, about time Juneteenth became a thing. Cause I, yeah. I mean, shoot, so yeah. new, I didn't even know. Yeah. I've been celebrating it like the last, and I, and I, I won't jump off the cliff and tell you, I've been celebrating it all my life. Um, really like the last four years, like not the last four or five years uh, within that span. Um, once I really understood and learned what it was, like even before they made it a national holiday where I was paid to be off of work, I would take time off of work for Juneteenth every year. Um, you know, so, you know, yes, where some of you just get an extra holiday where you're like, oh, you know, I'm sitting at home today. I get paid to be here. Um, you know, just look it up, do some research, see what it's about, you know, and and learn a little bit more. So I'm one of the only people in America working on Monday. Oh, sorry. I'm Actually, not. I need to check to make sure. Private businesses, man. I'm not. Yeah. I, I work at a gym part time until I start my job. So I'm, I'm only not a whole lot I can do. Be, this will be the end of my first week, but I think I'm. Do I do it? Mm. See, I don't know if I ask. I, that's a weird situation. 
that might be an off uh that might be an off air question I need to ask. Yeah, just shoot, just shoot me a text. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, All right, my friend. I'm tell my, my boss, my, my buddy Mike told me I got the day off today. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love it. I love hey, it. wait. Go cards, by the way. And then Shelly, I don't know if we can really be friends for the rest of this weekend. Um, the cards come to Boston tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so the thing about it is no. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Go cards. Although that is my it. World Series prediction. So I need I need some good games out of my socks down the stretch here. But they're starting to play good ball. There you go. Self self control. Not talking about the Red Sox. You just need like a six hundred winning percentage to keep up with the Yankees for the rest. Of the yeah, game. that's the thing. We need to. <laughs> I need to figure out how to sabotage them. I just need. Yeah. I need the resources and the time and and you know just the whole like going up there and. I think I, I think I might uh hmm, I might create a new COVID variant that only the Yankees get. Ouch. On that note, go cards. Oh, man. We love you guys. We'll see you all next week. All right.